a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Natalie Dignam. Today I'm in the studio with Edith Carrier. Edith is a French-Canadian who grew up near Montreal and has been living in Newfoundland for almost two decades. Edith has a background in photography and photo preservation and has worked as an archivist, project cataloger, and military photographer. She served in the Royal Canadian Air Force for 22 years before earning a Bachelor of Arts in Archaeology from Memorial University in 2006. In 2009, Edith completed a Master's in Photo Preservation and Collection Management at Ryerson University. She works at the Rooms Provincial Archives in St. John's and also founded the Photographic Historical Society of Newfoundland and Labrador. Today we're going to talk all about the society, which Edith started in 2016. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It was great to be here. So I'm hoping you can just kind of explain the background of the society and uh, what your goal is and kind of what you guys do. Okay, well, when I was uh, studying at Ryerson in Toronto, I joined the Photo Historical Society of Canada over there, and uh, they have monthly meetings and they host um, presenters uh, to speak on um, different photo collections or they talk to former photographers who did um, work for newspapers or artists and uh, um, people who do uh, historical processes and historical photography. And I just found that really fascinating. And then uh, part of the, those studies in Toronto um, or at Ryerson, the second year I spent actually in Rochester in um, New York State at the George Eastman Museum. And over there I joined the, the Photo Historical Society, which is the first one in North America. And I wanted to join this group because the members of that group are people who are retired from Kodak and they had first-hand knowledge of, of some of the photographic history that was made there at, uh, at the, um, the factory in, in Rochester, the Kodak factory. Some even knew way back to the people who took over from George Eastman in the 1940s, and it was just fascinating to go to their meetings. And when I came back to Newfoundland, I missed all that. And there, you know, I missed the, because I call myself a photo nerd or a photo geek, and I missed the contact with people, like-minded, you know, photo photography nuts like me. I wish there was something like that here. Um, so I told some friends, and they said, well, just start one. <laughs> start your own. <laughs> so... So here we are. So I guess there are kind of like a few different things involved in historical photography. There's like people who take photos themselves. There's like historic using historical equipment like older cameras or what people may have used in the past. And then also is there research, like you were saying, on different photo collections? Yes, there's research. There's collectors. So uh, in Toronto, they would also invite collectors to show their camera collection or their, I mean, some people collect um, just photography equipment. Some people are into um, certain photographers, so they collect images. Basically, they collect 
like some people collect paintings or art from a certain artist, some people collect photographs from famous photographers. So they would invite all kinds of different so so there's a wide range of things that you know you can ha uh, invite people to present on and that's you know and all of it to me is interesting in its own way and there's a little bit of you know something for everyone i'm kind of curious about the the different kinds of like presentations you've seen well here in uh, since we started the photography photographic historical society uh, we've had kind of a range of people. Um, Dennis Flynn was one of our first presenters. He and he basically talked about um, old photographs that he had uh, come across, and he had written articles for the Down Home Magazine or other. You know, he'd written little stories about these images and where they <clears throat> where they came from. Um, and a little bit of um, anecdotes and stories behind them. So that was really interesting. That was a great start. Uh, we've had um, Terence Hounsell. He's a practitioner of historical photography. So he came and talked to us about um, wet plate photography and, you know, his basically his art and his practice. So he does um, the actual, like, process of using, like, <clears throat> older equipment? Yes, yes. Oh. And he has a dark room, and he does, you know, the old, you know, old-fashioned way of, you know, pr printing and processing. So, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there for that one, but that was uh, well attended, and that was great. And then we've had a few people just come in and talk to us about um, something, their re you know, their research, and it's based on photographic images so last uh, our last uh, most recent um, presentation was um, Ken Pureway and he spoke to us about the his latest book the streetcars of St. John's and basically the book is mainly a lot of photographs of um, the city here with you know when they had streetcars and uh, so he showed us, you know, lots of photos of the streetcars in St. John's, you know, old black and white images. And he would point out, you know, the streets, which streets they were taken on and which buildings are still standing today. And, and, uh, and we had a good turnout for that one as well because um, some people, you know, could really relate to that. They had heard about the streetcars some of them had even remembered their the, having ridden the streetcars as children just before they were taken off the roads. And um, so it was just fascinating to look at the beautiful images and the um, and then the, how people reacted to them and everything. They were, you know, they could relate to, you know, the places that they were seeing and the buildings and the the sites. So that was. That was a very successful presentation, and, and I'm looking forward to more. And uh, I was hoping that by doing this uh, this interview today, we uh, gather some um, some interest and and maybe well raise awareness that we our group does exist, and uh, maybe some people out there would love to um, show us their collection of images or their latest research or 
you know, their collection of, of, um, of cameras maybe or, you know, anything that would be connected to historical photography. I was wondering if, uh, if Kenneth Piraway kind of talked about how he collected these old images. Like, were they archival photographs or were they ones that he had, like, found in other places? I think he, he's a trained enthusiast and anything um, that runs on tracks, such as streetcars. So he's, uh, I think he's come across images over the years um, through his research about trains and everything. But um, a lot of the images that he used, he told me that they're in the uh, provincial archives at the rooms and um, at, um, in the photo collections at Memorial uh, here at, at the university um, in the center. Well, they have the Maritime Archives and the um, Center for Newfoundland Studies. So I think, and and the City of Saint John's Archives probably has a lot of images too. So we've had actually uh, a presentation. One of the, uh, early on, the former uh, person who was in charge the, of the stills and moving images in the provincial archives, she came and did the presentation. Sandra Ronain, and we had. Um, well, I gave a presentation at one point uh, about the the work that I did in Rochester, and I worked on the collection uh, in the last couple of years. I I actually worked away and and was working on a photo collection over there. So I gave a presentation about the work that I had done and what what it what it's like to be a uh, cataloger for a big. Um, a significant photographic collection. And what was that collection like? What were the photographs in it? So the f- the collection that I worked on in, in Rochester at the George Eastman Museum is called the Cromer Collection. So Mr. Cromer was a Frenchman who lived in Paris in the between. Well, he was collecting photographic history between 1900 and 1930. And he was interested about the history of photography. And some of that history was made right there in Paris. And he was there not that long after photography was invented. So, you know, within a century. So he was able to track down the relatives of people who actually invented photography and were the very first people to take images. And he collected their images, their equipment, anything he could find on them about them that they and work that they had done. So some of the images that I got to catalog over there, one in well there's a few in particular that were really the highlights of my time over there. Uh, one was uh, a daguerreotype portrait of Mr. Daguerre. So it's the man who invented the process of daguerreotypes. It's his portrait. There's only eight in the world. This was one of them. And those portraits, basically the plate that you're looking at was in the camera when the portrait was taken. So he had to have taken this plate in his hand. He must have touched it and looked at it because that's his portrait. And so 
to have that sitting on my desk and being able to look at it and work on it and then turn it over and see what was written on the back and being francophone I could read what all the notes that the maker had left there and the collector Mr. Cromer had written notes of where he got this image from whom which was the daughter of the granddaughter of the man who took the photograph and uh, it was uh, dated uh, 1847 I believe and uh, it was just fantastic opportunity you know it's like history right there in front of you like that you can touch you know palpable it's not just a, something that I I had actually seen that image in tons of books but to actually be there and look at it and touch it and it's uh, it was fantastic and there were other um uh, artifacts from Daguerre and um and then it just went from there you know every process you can imagine and um, basically I was hired because I could speak French and read it and and because of my experience reading old handwriting at the provincial archives here I was able to read the, the old handwriting that was on and the I've back of those images. And I've tried to read the old handwriting here, and it's pretty, it is not <laughs> yes. easy. I and was on a project doing court documents, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yes, it's, um, and Mr. Cromer uh, did not have very good handwriting, so I had to get used to deciphering his little, I call them chicken scratches, you know, just... After a while, I got really good at it. And then I also knew what he was talking about. He was talking about all these historical processes in French. So wet plate, collodion, daguerreotype, tintype, all those. So I, yeah, I had to know all those terms in French and be able to, you know, make out what he's saying. You know, he was saying this this image was made with this process or this image was made by the man who invented this process or you know and it was it was just a fantastic opportunity like once in a lifetime and it really um uh solidified you know my my love for historical photography and it just um yeah my inner geek was just in <laughs> I was in my glee as some people pointed out <laughs> it's really interesting that you kind of talk about like the the experience of kind of like holding those old artifacts because so much of our, our photography has become digital and is yes. digitized um, yes and the materiality of of images is kind of lost now and and unfortunately a lot of people don't print their images either so if something happens to their digital files then those things are gone and and um someone brought a, uh, an image yesterday at the rooms she wanted another copy of it but she said you know she had this one copy and she wanted to know if we could get her a bigger um, version of it so she could pick out the buildings and the things in it so I said, well, does it have a number? And she's like, I don't know. And then I turned it over, and it, the number was on the back. And you know what she, she said? Oh, I, I never turned it over. But that's, that made me think, like, 
what you just said made me think about that because people forget that these images are a thing and you can it's not just about what's in the picture but it's the object my work in museums has taught me that you can learn something not just from looking at something but actually studying the object itself how it was made where it came from uh, what it feels like how heavy is it um, images sometimes in books or on screen online you don't get a sense of the size of it and the image that this lady uh, brought us was uh, an 8 by 10 copy but the original is only 4 by 4 it's a tiny little image and um, and some of the images I've seen online later saw them in person they were huge they were the size of a wall but online and in a book, you never get that um, that aspect of it because you're just seeing a, an image of it. You're seeing, um, you know, a digital rendition of it. You're not seeing the real thing. I feel you know, like that happens a lot um, when people see paintings. Like they, yes, you see them in the yes, textbook, exactly. and then you actually see like the Sistine Chapel or the Mona Lisa. And exactly. It's so, it's so they're like it's so much smaller or so much bigger than. You yes. kind of imagine because you've only seen the digital like part of it. Yeah. So there's something about having the physical object and being in the present of the physical object and being able to, you know, look at all its aspects. Is there a lot of interest in the photographic historical society of people kind of uh, bringing in like like personal collections of their photos like family photos and things or is it more kind of their collections of like like archival historical research photos up to now we haven't had anyone uh, really bring things in of their own or do a presentation about a personal collection most of the talks we've had is people speaking of um photo collection in a book or some research that they've done so yes so most people have not uh, brought personal collections it's been mostly about um, research that they've done personal research uh, that turned into a book or um, or people that work in different archives around town or here at Memorial University do you deal with a lot of photography in your job now at the <clears throat> provincial archive? Unfortunately, no. I uh, I work at the the reference desk upstairs in the third floor, so where people come and um, do research. So um, at the reference desk. So when people do bring images or have questions about images or or are looking for images, I'm always very uh, um, eager to help them because I always point out, you know, that's my thing. So yes, I'll I'll help you with that. But uh, that's not my focus there. I'm there to help, you know, any any researcher. And um, <clears throat> so the the archives is a repository for all government records. And but we do have a wonderful um, collection of other things like photographs and maps and um, some um, 
personal papers from uh, significant people in the province. And some of those collections do include photographs. So I really always enjoy, you know, looking up images for for researchers because it's just great to be able to just see them. So if people want are interested in joining or learning more about the Photographic Historical Society, where should they go or who should they talk to? Well, right now we only have a we have a Facebook page, a Facebook group that anyone can join. It's open to uh, to the public, and uh, occasionally people do share images or share little stories that they've. Um, uh, seen online, and uh, I do that as well. I share um, interesting things that I hear about to do with historical photography. When I see something that has to do with historical photography, I share it on the page, but also um, I invite people to share as well. And if it is connected to Newfoundland Labrador, well, all the better. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of that right now. So when I see other things, I include it. Um, but yes, if people have things to share, uh, collections of images, or maybe they have images that they would like more information about, they could post post it on our on our group, and we can maybe help them identify what kind of image it is, or maybe some of the other people in the group can help identify where the picture was taken and things like that. So basically that's the Facebook group. <clears throat> I do have a, on the Facebook group you can also sign up to be uh, on our mailing list so that you'll get announcements whenever we have a presentation and you'll get um, uh, notice ahead of time. We do have we try to have a meeting every two months on the third Thursday of the month. And um, we meet uh, in the classroom at Memorial University where there's a computer and a screen so we can show PowerPoint presentations. Uh, but I'm open to suggestions of uh, new presenters to, to bring us um, some interesting talks. If we had more presenters we maybe we might be able to go to a monthly meeting maybe um, that would be great maybe someday we'll have enough people and enough interest to start a little newsletter you know <clears throat> basically I modeled uh, the group on the photo historical society of Canada but they've been around much longer they charge to join they fund all kinds of, um, uh, they have like a, an award, a research award that they give out and they have a, a quarterly newsletter, like very high, nice quality newsletter and they publish um, articles um, and thesis, you know, thesis material from people who are doing the same master's program that I did. Mm-hmm. They they pro- print their thesis material, so they, it's really you know they've they've been around for thirty or forty years. So and they have a lot of um, 
well, they have the population too in Toronto. They have a lot of people and a lot of things going on there and big institutions to rely on for, you know, to attend, um, you know, photography shows and things like that. Maybe someday we'll uh, we'll uh, get to that point, but we're we're kind of uh, just kind of starting out. So, if you're interested in joining the Photographic Historical Society, you can find them on Facebook. They have an email newsletter. Um, also, I poked around on the Canadian Photographic Historical Society website too, and their journal is uh, online as well. So it was kind of yes. cool just to learn more, kind of about uh, what historical photography is and what kind of projects people do it was really interesting yeah yeah Yeah. so thank you so much edith well you're very welcome it was a pleasure you've been listening to the living heritage podcast a co-production of heritage nl and chmr radio at memorial university you can find previous episodes on itunes or wherever you download podcasts we're on Twitter at HFNLCA. Do you have a question or a suggestion about an aspect of culture and heritage you want us to explore? Send us your mail, and we'll do our best to answer it in an upcoming show. Email us at livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Lache Swing. Thanks for listening. <laughs>